Hey, man, what's going on? Oh, buddy. Living the dream, you? Yeah, pretty good. Got this stupid echo. I'm about 10 episodes into this podcast, and I feel like I'm... You know how you call somebody on speakerphone, and you can hear them? Yeah. You know, you hear yourself the whole time? Mm-hmm. That's what I got going on. It's about to drive me crazy. I heard that. Yeah. Wonder what causes that? The recording thing doing it or something? I think it's a crappy pair of headphones. It comes with the whole deal, so I don't know. Huh. It seems like it's worse this week. I don't know what. Uh, I'm not very smart anyway, Tim. I don't know if you know that about me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we're in the same boat rowing then, brother. <laughs> you had a busy weekend? Yeah, we played in Virginia last night and uh, we drove home last night. We got back here to Alabama about. Uh, Seven o'clock this morning. Slept till about noon, and decided we had nothing in the house to eat, so I had to go grocery shopping. That's what we just got back from. That's cheap, ain't it? Oh, buddy, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, we was we had a funeral, had a wedding yesterday up in Kentucky, right on edge of Kentucky. Then uh, funeral today. So hell yeah, I've been dressed up and I had a real good time all weekend. <laughs> all right, I hate that about the funeral. That's never good. Oh yeah. Well, I won't keep you very long. I always say that, and then we, we'll end up talking, and we might be here for an hour. But I don't want—I don't mean to be. If we do, well, you just tell me to hush up, and we'll get off here. Ah, uh, you good, man? Uh, I guess I need to give an official introduction. If everybody, the hundreds of people who will be listening to this podcast, hopefully, hopefully you'll, they'll be listening for you, and we'll get a few more on this thing. But uh, yeah. I'd like to welcome Tim Gooden to the North Spring Sessions. And like you said, you he you've we've been recording. I I usually like to have a little conversation, then hit record, but Hannah Dasher come in hot last week and I hate that I didn't have it recorded right off the bat, so I just I just went ahead, but we've been recording the whole time. So <laughs> she, Well, I'm not I'm not that excited. <laughs> well she come in, uh, she called me and I said, uh I said, Hello. She goes, DK, baby, what's going on? And I thought and she was talking about her show that uh, some people down here had went and checked out, and she rambled on good, good solid in character. Well, I don't think it's character. I think it's her uh, for about two minutes straight. And I thought, shit, I wish I'd been recording this whole time. Um, so then, then I come in with a, hey guys, this is uh, this is Hannah Dasher, and she said, woo. And I said, yeah, that first one was a hell of a lot better, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, uh, you, so in Virginia last night, you have a what, what kind of show was you on last night? Just a the headlining show there. Yeah, we played at the Jetty Baker Center there. Had uh, Ryan Clevenger opened up. He done a good job, and uh, it was just me and the fiddle player Anna Blanton there last night. But it, it was a good crowd. Show went good, I thought. But uh, looking forward to going back maybe sometime soon. So, how often are you on the road right now? Like, what's what's this last half of 2023 looked like for you? October's busy. We're every weekend this month, and then uh, November we slow down a bit, and then we pick back up in December. Uh, I'm hoping maybe during the slowdown in November we can do a little bit of writing or something. We gotta kind of hit a slump on writing, but we gotta get some new stuff out. Well, you say new stuff, but I mean you, you're working on. I mean your 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 debut full length album came out this year, so I mean you, you still got plenty of time to. Plenty of places that still are, are dying to get Tim Gooden in their hometown, I'm sure, to, to play that music. And, uh, you know, you had uh, the EP last year, the five-song EP, Son of Appalachia. Of course, that's where I found you. And um, there was two or three of my buddies sending your TikTok videos, and I, I dug in and got into the EP there. And 
uh, just to kind of talk about how things have changed, about how you can get on TikTok now and a whole different ball game than it was, you know, five years ago. Uh, how much? Oh, yeah. How, 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 yeah. Uh, well, social media, just in general, is a great equalizer. I think. Uh, I mean, a, a vast majority of my my momentum that I had starting off with it was through TikTok because we'd build a following there. But uh, you know, I think today, uh, if you want to get out and be a singer songwriter today is a perfect time to be an independent one at that because you, you know you don't have anybody telling you what to do and with social media you can reach millions of people if you if you hit the hit the right spot with it it's a it's a good thing but it's also an aggravating thing too I, i've kind of slacked off on my social media stuff here lately but i need to get back into it or just you get burned out on it sometimes on on that side of things the live shows never get old, but the social media stuff does. Buddy, I've been promoting a festival for about ten and a half months now, and I'm so sick of Facebook. And I'm sure people, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure people are are tired of seeing me on Facebook. So this next week can't get here quick enough. So I can relate about social media. And usually, my favorite post to make is that one the day after the festival, thanking all my people, right. thanking the musicians and ticket buyers and sponsors, and saying to hell with Facebook for about two three weeks till the next show's coming up. But uh. Um, what was it on TikTok? Which which song was it that um, I, I don't say viral, but which one was it that kind of caught the attention? Uh, Pills and poverty. Yeah. You know, when we we first put it out, it wasn't even finished written yet, or we hadn't finished writing it yet, and uh, we put it out. Had the first two verses done, and you know, it hit up like hundred thousand views in six hours or something. Yeah. Look, look, my wife we asked, we might have finished that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what kicked us in the butt and, and started pursuing it again. Now that TikTok can be a it can be a good thing, obviously, because it helped uh, jumpstart your career. Then second, you know, is we'll talk about your show later on. But I, I'm sure there's been some instances where you're kind of just dicking around and trying to learn some stuff, and somebody might be on TikTok and hear you doing a cover song, and they get to the concert and they say, "Man, I want to hear this," and you're like, "I don't really play that song." And uh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, now, especially back when I first started TikTok, because you could only do a minute long videos, so you only had to learn. Yeah, a minute of a song. You know, that's pretty easy. Learning a whole song takes a little time for me because I'm I'm a little slow at times, so it takes me a while to memorize stuff. And uh, yeah, you'll play. I don't. I don't remember doing some of the covers, and somebody requested that show. I'm like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know, with the, and I want to talk about it in more length as we get on with the interview. But you know, the the show you did play for me here earlier in the year, and that's that's kind of what I was talking about. People was like, "Play some Keith Whitley," and he's like, "I don't really know that song. It's on your TikTok." I'm like, "Well, thirty seconds of it was, dude. Chill out, you know, um, you know." And uh, that, of course, that crowd had a they had a few cold drinks before they got in there, so they was, that was a little bit of a rowdier crowd. Um, but that's a good thing sometimes, but. But yeah, it'd be nice if they was hollering for pills and poverty and not a damn Keith Whitley song every thirty seconds. But uh, well, they, the shows here late they have been. I can't. When did we play there? We played there. Uh, when was that? That was in that early March, first week of March this year. Okay. Okay. But it feels like it's been two years ago. I'm telling you, man, it's uh, everything just kind of runs together anymore. Yeah. Um. So that that EP EP wasn't out. Just I mean, for a year. And then you, of course, Son of Appalachia, Pills and Poverty, Hard Time, Sad Bird, Still Sings, and Fishing Hole. Um, mm-hmm. And I met I met your manager Jason. Of course, I can't I can't talk highly enough of Jason Parton and everybody I've talked to loves him. And uh, of course, he's you know congratulations to him. You know, he's for a white boy. He's all right, I guess. Yeah, he's 
that's the bad thing about it. he's gonna listen th- listen to this and he thinks we like him you know uh, <laughs> I wouldn't trade him for nothing he works I had to he works hard for you I will vouch he's he, I know that uh, of course he kick-started the farm music management this year and how'd you get linked up with Jason and just you know kind of talk about how instrumental he's been in, here in the early stage of your career well me and Jason's known each other for 10 years or more probably longer but um so back in 2013, I guess, sometime that time frame, I had a band, mostly a cover band. We was doing a three- and four-hour uh, cover gigs and played played with those guys for about uh, four or five years. And Jason came on there at the, towards the end of it and played some rhythm guitar for me. And then uh, by the time he hit, I think we might have played two or three shows together. Then is when I ended up, me and Leanna had to move to Alabama just to, to eat and uh we kind of laid down music for a while, and when when we moved, there wasn't really a, a music scene in Kentucky, or, or you know that part. You had Tyler doing his thing, and, and that was about it. You know, Sturgill was coming up then too. But when we moved, there was no music scene there. It was only, I mean, the it was the cover, cover gigs about all you could get, and that just you know that ain't that's not very fulfilling. That's a good way to get burned out pretty fast. Sure, and. Um, so we moved down here, and then pandemic hit, what, 2020? So I had a buddy of mine kept telling me, man, you need to get on that TikTok. You, you could do good on there. And I finally caved in in uh, February or March of uh, 21 and started putting stuff on. Then it started gaining momentum and gaining, gaining a pretty good following there. So uh, once we hit, I think it was 70,000 followers, I said, well, you know, maybe I should try this. Maybe yeah. I should give it another go. And I thought, I need somebody to do my booking, or, or at least try to do my booking, because that was the part that I always hated, anyways. I never liked, I never enjoyed that part. And uh, and I know Jason, he he'd been working with the music scene that had developed by this time, had a lot of connections, and he's somebody that I trust completely. Yeah, he's not going to screw me over at all. And you got to be careful, you know, in this business, because people, you know, sometimes they'll do that. Yeah, I've heard that rumor. Yeah, but uh, and I know he wouldn't, so I, I trust him. And I know he's got a good personality, and he likes to talk to people, and he's good at it. And 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 I said, hey man, won't you you want to you want to manage manage me? Let's give this thing a shot. And he said he'd done good to manage himself. He had to take him a couple of days to to think on it, yeah. and then he called me back and said, yeah, yeah. He said, let's try it. And I said, well, let's give it a go. Well, so we played the first show out in May of last year so we've only been playing shows a little over a year now wow that's you've covered a lot of ground in one year it seems like to me um and you said one thing that damn sure is the truth and you said he likes to talk Uh, (laughs) (laughs) me and that man had only talked on twitter a handful of times you know back and forth conversation about you know trying to book you he called me one night, and I swear to God, it was like I was back in high school dating my first love. Since me and that son of a gun talked for three hours. Oh, yeah. I just yeah, knew my daddy was going to be hollering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just knew my daddy was going to be hollering to me to get off the damn phone before the phone bill got any higher, you know, like he did when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah. My wife kept coming to, you know, it be one of them deals. I was, I'd be pacing the floor in the bathroom, and she'd come stand and stare at me for about 30 seconds and, you know. <laughs> I'd move like rooms. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> shit. I remember about the hour twenty mark. I said, "I'm about to get out of the phone. Just go ahead and go to bed. I'll, I'll be there in a minute." And uh, hell, I, you know, I don't know, but we we hit it right off. And he's just uh, 
you know, we both believe in you from different perspectives. I, bu- I, I believe in you from just a, from, from a fan, first and foremost, you know, then, and then trying to book these things, trying to figure out how to, you know, trying to just figure out uh, something about booking. But I know he's got your best intentions, and, you know, you talk about trusting, I, you know, that's, that's for sure. Um, Man, and I, and I appreciate your support. Yours was the first sold-out show ever uh, headlining, so that was that was a pretty cool thing too, man. I, I've already bragged about that, but I thank you for verifying it right here on the airwaves. That way people will know that I ain't just lying about it. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, that, that's a cool little room down there, that distillery room. Those, the Hunt family's been really good to me on our partnership there. And um, well, I started doing shows down here in 2019, and we had a little fairgrounds building it, and it – you know, no disrespect to the building. It just needs some upgrades here and there, and it just wasn't a music venue, you know. Uh, and it worked for a little a little while. And then um, if I get cut off somehow, somebody's calling me. <clears throat> Let's try to send. There we go. And you're still on here, ain't you? Yeah, I'm Okay. Still here. I was making sure here lately if my, fa- if my wife FaceTimes and I don't answer and I'm on the phone, it cuts the whole damn conversation off. But anyway... <laughs> That uh, that room has been really cool, and you know, even though it wasn't just a massive number of people in that room, um, still a sold out show, and it was the most it was the most asses we'd ever put in that in those seats in there. So you should be proud of that. Yeah, man, it was cool. It was a good time. Anderson was there, and uh, Braden Mitchell. I thought he done a good job. Been following him ever since on social media. Yeah, and you know, I don't know if you've seen that or not, but but he um, I added him to the festival. Um, I added him to he's he's, he's going to kick us off at the festival this weekend. So, oh, that'd be good. Well, he just uh, I admire his passion. He's 22 years old. And he's doing a lot bigger things than I was doing at 22 years old. I had I had just barely got my girlfriend pregnant at 22. That's about the only thing I'd accomplished at that age. <laughs> and uh, he, I just believe in him. And Addison played a show here with him local. And he called and really pumped him up. And I had been really wanting to put somebody local. I hate to say just local, you know, because I feel like that can be demeaning in a way, but. Um, mm-hmm. in the scene locally, and I'd wanted to do something like that, so he'd already bought tickets, and I called him, and I said, hey, man, you uh, you going to the, you coming to the festival? Yeah, Dustin, me and my friends, I've already got my cooler fee bought. And I said, well, who's going to, is your parents going to use your tickets or what? And I said, he said, what do you mean? I said, well, I figure if you're going to kick off the North Springs Music Fest, we better get you some parents some, uh, some tickets up in there, too. <laughs> so I, I, I surprised him on his birthday, so I'm, I'm glad to help him because he's doing some good things, and um, yeah, man. He's, yeah, I respect anybody that's that's found their voice. Because, uh, well, like you said, when I was early twenties, I was still imitating everybody that I was covering. At that point, I didn't even know what my sound was. Right. Yeah. It's. I mean, you know, when Addison talks about that, Addison talks about like the songs that Cole writes, and he's like, "Man, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing what Cole Cheney can do at that age." And and just to your point about that room and everything, Cole Cheney said that was the first room down in Gainesboro when he played the distillery and our, and our folks down here. He said that was the first um, crowd outside of Kentucky that really flipped for him. He said, man, he said, it was got coming cold. I didn't know them. They didn't know me. He said, just you and a handful of people in the building is the only people that knew me. And he said, I, I sung a Keith Whitley song. I, how ironic is that, right? Yeah. <laughs> He sung, I, I did a Keith Willie song, and he said, I got them, and they've been fans ever since. Uh, so. Yeah, Cole's a good dude, too, man. He's he's very talented. He's another one of those young guys that just kind of blows your mind. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan, obviously, and he's been putting some cool stuff on social media. I was Just this week, I was at work, and I don't try to check a lot of my social media while I'm at work. And a buddy of mine texted me and said, it's really cool things Cole just said about you in the festival, and I hadn't seen it. And 
Um, it's worth checking out, man. It's really cool of him to do it. It, 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 it. One of those deals, I text him, so you didn't have to do that, but obviously it meant a whole lot. But uh, uh, he, he uh, last year he was our co-headline. Of course, he's coming with the full band this year, so it, it would be cool to check out. But um, but back to you there. Um, you, you had some success there with the EP, and then uh, at what point did you start saying, okay, we we got to capitalize on an EP, but I want to get in the studio and do my full length and uh, of course, everybody talks about you uh, with the food stamps. Tyler Childers back in band there. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me how that came about. How did you how did you link up with the food stamps? And let's talk about the progression from the Son of Appalachia EP to the to the album that's out now, True Stories and Flat Out Lies. Yeah, so um, I guess it was probably November. I had, I had to hit some. We we hit real right and hot streak there for a little bit and had. You know, ten. We had really about twelve songs that we was going to record. We only ended up doing ten, but um, I, you know, I was just trying to figure out where do we record at. And we were saving our gig money up to pay for the studio stuff and all that. And uh, Charles Hatcher, Charlie Hatcher, who is uh, one of the guys behind Healing Appalachia Festival, but then he's also Arlo McKinley's manager too. Um, him and Jason know each other. They've known each other for a few years, and he 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 had heard "Bills in Poverty" and, and really liked that song. And he just he called Jason, just kind of curious what our next step was. And Jason told him, you know, he's going to try to get in the studio and record an album. And he asked where and with who. And Jason said, "Well, we ain't got that part figured out yet." And, and he told Jason, "We'll just hang on for a day or two, and I may be able to work something out." And um, he ended up calling Jason back. He said, hey, would you be interested in recording it in West Virginia with James Barker, and which is, you know, Tyler's pedal steel guitar player. And Jason said, well, yeah. So I think a couple of weeks went by, and James Barker had got a hold of Jason and said, hey, I might be able to get some of the food stamps on it with me. Would y'all be interested? And Jason said, well, yeah, just let us know how much it's going to cost. And so the price was extremely fair. Yeah. And we was able to get that knocked out in January, and I think we released it in May. But, yeah, it was uh, – a that was a cool experience all the way around, man. Getting to hang out with those guys and meet them, and and just see how they operate, you know, as far as laying an album down. Because I mean, we did the whole album in two days. Wow. Which blew my mind because it took me three months by myself to do the EP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we never gonna get this done in two days, but that's all. That's all the time we had because I think they were going on tour in Europe, like the following week or something. We- and then um, the 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 transition from the EP to that, yeah, I mean that's. You know, I, for the EP, I just I bought a MacBook computer and a microphone and uh, recorded it in a in a spare bedroom, wow. and then that thing has it's been on iTunes charts for like forty weeks or something. It's been ridiculous. It's done it's done really well. I, I can't. It's to the point. I don't know if I'll do another full length album. Just to be honest with you, I may just do EPs from here on out, just because seeing the comparison of how that performed versus the album, which the album did good. But just seeing how the EP does, you know, you can crank a five-song EP out every six months and just keep the new music rolling in, and that may be the route that I go because that's the that's the downside of the social media age is that you know people's got a short attention spans, so they they listen, they burn out, and they move on. So it's good to keep fresh stuff coming. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't realize the the difference there, but I mean, I I love the EP. I just think it was it's five really good songs, and you, and you see more of that. It seems like here lately, and I'm a I know he's he's kind of in the middle. He's not pop country, but he's not like what you guys are doing. But I'm a fan of kind of a Riley of Riley Green down in Alabama as well. Um, 
I, you know, I know he's he's somewhere in the middle of, of what he, I think he really means well with traditional country. Um, mm-hmm. He he really pumps out a lot of EPs. I know he just released a full length album, um, but now he he pumps out EPs all the time and just four or five songs. Um, so maybe maybe you're onto something, but um, that that EP just got so much attention, like you're saying. Um, but I know everybody was pumped up. I thought you got a good review off of uh, Saving Country Music. If, I, if I'm if I remember that right, you got a pretty good review there. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, I mean, it it actually garnered some press. That was now that's what was the thing about the EP that really put, it got zero press. Uh, okay. Which uh, KentuckyCountryMusic.com. Uh, Jessica Blankenship she did write a review on it, and that was it. That was all the attention, media attention that we got. Jessica out there um, doing God's work, isn't she? Yeah, she she's a great lady, and uh, but yeah, I mean that's what kind of blew my mind is how successful that thing, that little EP. Jason calls it the little EP, the could. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just keeps popping up on the chart. Well, I just um, I, I you know I don't know what I had envisioned when the when the full length album came out. Of course, you know when you go from hearing these songs acoustic to with a band, you're talking about not having a Kentucky scene when you moved and went back to Alabama. Well, you're talking about I mean. From not having a scene to you're playing with the band of the man in the scene, um, yeah. I mean, it's that's that's a hell of a um, stamp of approval. Uh, you know, if, if the food stamps are coming to play on this record, and um, what song has there been a particular song that stood out and it's uh, it's got more praise than others to you, or is there is there one that stands out more important than the others on, on the album or the EP? Yeah, yeah the album. Yeah, yeah, Weather and Warm I love definitely. It. It's got definitely most plays. I think a lot of people can relate to it. Uh, that song is, I think it just surpassed the half million stream mark or something by itself on Apple or something like that. So it's, yeah, it's it's done well. That's been by far the most popular. Then Mountain Queen has done good. And another one that surprised me that I hear a lot of people say that they really enjoy is uh, Miss You When I'm Sober, which... It's weird for me because that was the first song me and Leanna ever wrote together. That song's 10, 10 years old. Wow. <laughs> so it's new to everybody else, but it's old to us, and it's, it's weird to, you know, which people just now hearing it for the first time. But. Yeah. Well, those, those are kind of three of my favorites. It's, it's actually the ones that I'd had, uh, that that along with Letter from a Sailor. You know, I don't know why that one. I, I really like that one, too. Of course, I mean, all there's not a bad song on the album, but uh, me and my wife took a little day trip to Gatlinburg, that damn tourist trap, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had, you know, I had already listened to it. Like I said, it's been out this this whole time, and I, I, I'd listened to it, but she hadn't got to listen to it a whole lot. And uh, I think after about the fourth time in a row, I listened to Weather to Warren. and she goes, okay, can we, can, can we listen to something else? I like it too. Can we listen to something else? And I said, yeah, this one's called Mountain Queen. Sit there and listen to it. And, and so, and I, I seen Cole Chaney's mama posted that on, on something. Y'all played a show, maybe a festival. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. That was very nice of her. Yeah, she well, she's great. She's great too. But yeah, she was bragging. I said, "What well, gets her gets her every time or something like that, right?" Yeah, that was that was that was pretty cool. And that's that's just a damn well written song, Tim. Uh, I, I, you know, I think you anytime you can mention your hometown stuff there, and uh, yeah, I don't know, man. And I, I just I love the uh, the band versions of Sun of Appalachia and Hard Times. Hard Times really is a. I think everybody can relate to that because everybody, especially if you're from little towns like you know you and I are from, I mean, that's just commonplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love how honestly I love how I love the uh, transition of hard times between the acoustic EP and the and the album. I love how the band 
when it kicks in after that first verse, man, I, I, I was real, I was real happy with the whole album. I think it turned out good. I'm, I'm something I'm very proud of. Anyways. I agree. Um, so what, what, what kind of the decision was you at for, you know, Pills and Poverty being your biggest song, uh, and also Fishing Hole was a pretty popular off that EP, off the EP. Um, mm-hmm. What, tell me about the decision to leave those two songs off the full length. Did you just, uh, how come those two got left off? Well, uh, well, Pills and Poverty, we had, we had other plans for it, but I think they've kind of fell through. So we may end up doing a full band version of, of both of those, actually, on, if we do another – if we know, do another full-length album, we may do a full band version of those, which at the live show we've got uh, we've got a full band version of Pills and Poverty. We don't have one fish now. I still do that acoustic. Okay. And, and, and that, honestly, it's just because I feel like that's a very special song for me, and uh, I kind of just want to keep it acoustic. But Pills and Poverty, you'll you get to hear that live uh, full band version next weekend because we'll do it. It's definitely going to be in the set. Well, I'm, I'm sure excited for that, and I know a lot of people are, and I've kind of been naming you as the sleeper on this lineup, um, <laughs> you know, and, and I don't mean that in a, in a negative way at all, and I know you don't think that, but, uh, no, you know, Cody Cannon. I've the scene relatively still yet. Man, like I said, we have been playing gigs for a year and a half. Sure, and that's what and that's what I meant. You know, Cody Canada's got this established career, and them Dirty Roses has been churning it out on social media, and Hannah's been sharing them, and Addison and Rye, they've played here multiple times, and Cole Chaney's played here twice. And so when I've been asked about it, I said, you know, they said, you know, who 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 should we know, or who might we be surprised? And uh, I said Hannah and Tim. And I said Hannah is somebody that I think are. Uh, not necessarily everybody realizes why Hannah Dasher's on this lineup, and that's not in a negative light towards her. It's just she's kind of got this other sound other than the Americana or the Appalachian sound that m- most of you guys on this lineup have got or the Red Dirt Country. And But she's just mm-hmm. an entertainer. And I said, Tim Good, and I said, he's, play- he's bringing the band. And I said, I think people will, that if you weren't at that distillery show and even as much growth as Tim has had from March until now with the band, I said, I think people really going to, Going to leave here talking about Tim Gooden as well. So not to not to put any pressure on you, but yeah, no, no pressure. I go in there every show with the same perspective. We're gonna have a good time, play the folks that listen, and just try to enjoy the best we can. Well, these are your people. I mean, that's and that's. I think that's what. Um, I, I you know I don't know each you know no we don't know each other real well, but if, from what I do know you um, and what you've played down here, you know th- this this crowd down here tends to like people that are that are like them. You know the guys that come in here and you. You dress like us, you know. You come in here in your flannel shirt and your jeans and hat, and you know you, you kind of got right. the same accent we got, and and people are rooting for you right off the bat. Then you're singing just you know hell traditional country music, and I think Ryan and Addison and um, you know even to a lesser extent Cole can can uh, relate. These people, well, once they get on your bandwagon, son, I mean they're on your bandwagon, you know, and they're supporting you, buying the merch and and everything. And I really really think that. Uh, this crowd, you know, there's people coming from 14 states this weekend uh, that I that I know oh. of, and uh, and I and this ain't gonna be no hill and Appalachia crowd. This ain't gonna be, you know, we're not big yet. That's what I'm trying to build. But I just know that uh, I, I know uh, what kind of show you're gonna put on. So I, and I know they're ready. So yeah, we're gonna have a good time, man. I'm looking forward to playing, but also looking forward to just sitting and listening too to well, all the other ones, man. Because I'm I'm a fan of everybody that's on the line. Well, that was actually my next question. Who who are you the most excited? I mean, you ain't gonna say most excited, but just talk about you. From if you put on your your uh, 
you know, uh, fan cap for a minute and uh, talk about what each, each of these artists mean for you. Well, Ryan Davis, I've been following him on social. We've never met, but we've got a show together in November uh, up in Indianapolis, so I'm looking forward to that. But I'm looking forward to getting to hear him live because he's got an awesome voice of all the videos that I've seen, and I'm, I'm looking forward to just meeting him. But then uh, Coach Amy, of course, I mean, he's – he always puts on a good show. He gets better every time I see him. And so I'm just looking forward to seeing him again because, you know, I consider his friends at this point. And um, Addison Johnson met him a couple months ago. I think I think he's extremely talented. And uh, I'm surprised he's not known by more people already, honestly. I feel like he should be out there further than he is. And he, and he will in time. Uh, West Ship, another good guy. I got nothing bad to say about West. We've we played a few shows together. I like West the site, man. He's a good dude. Looking forward to hearing him. Them Dirty Roses. Actually, I think, I don't know if I've seen Them Dirty Roses live. I think I might have. I think I might have seen them open for Steel Woods once, but I'm not sure. I saw him once uh, years ago in, in Huntsville at Sidetracks over to Pursuit Jennings. Okay, yeah. Well, I know I've listened to them, and they're they're good, man. I'm looking forward to hearing them. Then Cody Canada, of course. You know, he's uh, – I've listened to his stuff for, for a long time, so I, that'll be cool to get to get to meet him and watch him. And then uh, Anna Dasher, I've never met her. I think I, I've got to watch her live once, so I know she puts on a good show, but I've never got to meet her. So I think uh, – I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a good time. And I think Tony Logue, I think I've seen somewhere he said he might go on, he's going to stick around for Saturday night. So it'll be good to see Tony again. I ain't got to see him in a while. Yeah, spoiler report there. Tony will be here Saturday night for anybody that uh, – My bad. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, yeah, I think a couple of those guys might hang around. I'm, I'm hearing so. And I'm, I'm hearing there may be some people that um, may come early also for the kickoff party Friday night. That's a hell of a lineup. Friday night, Alex Williams, Tony Logue, and Brandon Martin, Randy oh, Cole, Andrew cool. Crawford, Justin Clyde Williams, my buddy Mike DeMeza. So I'm pretty proud of that Friday night lineup too, but uh, – um, I tell you, some of those guys, what you just touched on, and Cody just being a legend, he is. Is it's actually be 20 years to the day when I've seen him for the first time, seen Ragweed play. It'd be 20 years to the month, I should say. It was October 03 uh, when I first saw Ragweed. Then, um, what you said about Addison Rye, they've been buddies of mine now for you know a couple years apiece, four years for Rye probably. Um, you can you can probably don't go down to my granny's house about a half a mile down the road and hear Rye when he's up there. His voice is just that big, and mm-hmm. it just echoes in these hills down here in hills and hollers. And uh, let me tell you something about Addison John. He works his ass off, and you're talking about he should be a bigger name, and, and I'm sure he'd appreciate you saying that. that uh, he works his butt off traveling. Um, this is this ain't just what you know. This is this is his life. Oh yeah, and he's just a super nice guy too, man. That's the, and then to me, that's more important than anything else. I mean, you know, Let's we, don't go too got, far. To me, I, I think he's a super nice guy, man. He, <laughs> he, he, he was very kind of, to me and Leanna at, at the festival that we played at together. I think was that Jason's? That was Jason's shakedown. But yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, man, I like I like that guy. Yeah, I, I have to. I, I can't give him two compliments in a row. That's what I was meaning. <laughs> there's no way in hell he. Somebody was he somebody was hyping me up on social media uh, yesterday. A guy, a first timer, and he and Addison said, "Don't you lie to that guy, Kevin." <laughs> so, <laughs> so you ain't gonna hear me saying two positive things about Addison Johnson in the same interview. I can't do that. Well, we gotta make sure his hat still fits, right? Yeah, that's that's right. Keep him humble, baby. Um, 
What else, man? I don't like I said. I don't want to keep you on there forever. I know you've had a busy weekend. So, uh, anything else you want to touch while we're on here? No, man. Just uh, you know, if y'all are listening to this podcast, you ain't got your tickets yet. Get them because it's going to be a good time, man. Like I said, bringing the whole band with us, and that's 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 the reason, really. I, I won't be there Friday night because uh, we're going to have to try to get a practice in. We've only got to practice a couple times, and that was and when I say practice, we run through the songs once and then go play a show. But, <laughs> yeah. I think this week we're actually going to get a, a bona fide practice and maybe get to run through the songs three or four times. <laughs> awesome. So well, that'll be good. Well, I know when Jason, you know, me and Jason was on the phone the other day, and I'm just trying to figure out how to budget this thing and make sure where we're at. Of course, you think you've got it budgeted, then last minute there's always something. There's always last minute something you have you forgot about. And of course, you know, I'm not cussing tour managers because I know I'm, I've got one show, and they're promoting people who have – shows every week multiple shows a week so you know when you're talking to the booking managers a week out you've been trying to get a hold of them for you know months hey about hotels and you know all, all this right. other stuff so uh so I, i've been trying to figure stuff out about budgeting and then then uh, jason calls said man tim wants to bring the band and i said well let's figure it out and uh i love your text message i can't read it on air of course from that you give <laughs> jason but uh, but I, I do appreciate it, Tim. And I, I, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm fired up. And you know, these these bands, you know, we we usually don't do full bands here. Um, it, it's historically always just been acoustic. And uh, I, I made it a point this year because a lot of times last year, you know, I like it, you like it, Addison. We're, you know, this this you know the songwriter stuff. And I know last year people was thinking, man, let's let's jazz it up a little bit. Let's, uh, you know, we had several sad songs in a row there by multiple people and uh i think people when they're out here in this field they want to you know you can have a good mixture you can have a slow song and you can have a slow set even as long as the next person's going to bring it a little bit more you know um right. so i think i thought my goal this year i said i want to keep true to the roots of this and keep it americana and um and singer songwriter bass but i want to do it and also electri- electrify the crowd and you know, them Dirty Roses and Hannah Dasher let alone, you know, but then when you and Cole both decided to bring the band, I thought, man, that's took it to a whole other level. So I, I do want to thank you for, for making that work with me and uh, and coming down here and getting some practice in, like I said. Dude, man, I, I appreciate you giving us the opportunity. Like I said, it's going to be a good time. My dog's going crazy. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear. <laughs> well, let me, let me tell you. No, help not. Yeah, obviously we can hear that, yes. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> The other night, I come in here, and my and I, I'm out here in my little man cave. It's where I usually do the recording at. And my wife said, um, I was interviewing Cole and Addison both that night. And, and she said, you, you should bring your stuff. Uh, my internet has been jacked up a little bit. So she said, why don't you bring your, all your equipment in? I'm going over to Mom's tonight. And that way you'll have the house to yourself. You'll be able to make sure the internet's good. Son, I, we got through Cole's interview, and I was about four minutes and 22 seconds into Addison's. My damn kids come in wilder and Billy goats and son, they're slamming doors and hollering and kicking each other. My wife was talking a mile a minute, dogs down, barking everywhere. Uh, bathroom door shut, and I just looked at her. I just stared her down like Stone Cold Steve Austin for about 45 <laughs> seconds. You know, I'm like, really? Uh, it's perfectly imperfect. That's what makes it fun. Well, that's what a, uh, that's what a guy texted me. He said, man, he said, every, he said, I think we should start a drinking game. Every time Lindsay comes in and says something in the background or you pop a top of a beer while you're recording. He said, well, you were to make it a listener drinking game as well. <laughs> well, hey, well, I mean, that's one way to get audience participation, I guess. No, that's right. That's right. Uh, but, uh, well, all right, brother, I'll let you go. And uh, 
Once again, that's Tim Gooden. Go check out that EP, Son of Appalachia. 40-something weeks on the chart, as he said. And then uh, the full-length album, True Stories and Flat Out Lies. Man, it's just 10 songs of, of pure country gold. And, uh, Tim, I appreciate you, brother, and I will, uh, I'll see you next weekend. Dustin, I appreciate it, man. I'll see you Saturday, my friend. All right, buddy. See you. See you, man. All right, that's Tim Gooden. I really, uh, man, I really appreciate that guy. Uh, if you if you're slacking on Tim Gooden, well, there's still time to jump on the bandwagon. That album, man, True Stories and Flat Out Lies. I really just uh, that is just a great album, and uh, I loved doing those interviews. I, you know, a guy like Tim Gooden, you can talk to. He's just like you know one of you know one of us down here, just a good old boy, and I really believe in that guy. Like I said, and. Uh, Go download download that record. I don't know why I'm acting like I can't talk tonight. I've had a busy, busy weekend. But this this, uh, this lineup, guys, if you're listening, I'm gonna get this out tonight. This is October the eighth on a Sunday. That's this coming Saturday night, uh, North Springs Music Fest. I guess I should have plugged it, but I guess hell, if you're listening to this, you probably remotely have seen or heard what's going on. But Cody Canada, them Dirty Roses, Hannah Dasher, Cole Chaney, Tim Good, Addison Johnson, Rod Davis, West Ship, and Braden Mitchell Wall from Cookville there. Uh, get your tickets northspringsmusicfestival.com I'm going to let y'all go out tonight with um, and I may do two episodes tonight I'm not sure but right now I'm going to end this with just a snippet there whatever I can get by on the internet with of Tim's song Son of Appalachia the band version from True Stories and Flat Out Lies Nothing more powerful.